Making new What's With Millennials podcast, where we talk about pop culture, tech, and media. I am your host, Diodonis, sitting here with the co-host, Johnny, Chris. All right, how is everyone's week going so far? Let's start with me. Let's yes, let's with. start with you. Yeah, it's been a crazy week. Why is that, man? I did not participate in Black Friday. I refused to. Um, had a pretty good Thanksgiving. Um, I headed up to Reading uh, for our fights last weekend. That went pretty well. I was a blast. Had a blast. There you go. And most excitingly, The Weeknd just dropped his new album, Starboy. <laughs> Super excited about that. He's like, listen to it nonstop. He's like, I'm the most excited about that. Jeremy, what about you? How was your uh, Thanksgiving weekend? That mother Starboy. It was, it, was, it was good, man. Thanksgiving was the first day I've been able to just relax and kick back for once. So my weekend, my week was good. There you go. Yeah. Got right back to work the next day. So well, I'm, there I'm you doing go. good. Perfect. Chris, how was your weekend? I got to spend my entire Thanksgiving in the kitchen. Five and a half hours for 20 minutes worth of a meal. So that was good. Um, other than that, I got to work. I did manage to do a little Black Friday shopping. Got my son taken care of. He's done for Christmas. I'm, I'm fantastic about that. Perfect. Um, and I got offered a new job today. Nice. High five. Nice. Woo. What is it? I'm Knuckles. going to be working as a registered dental assistant for a pediatric office in Natomas. Nice. So exactly what I went to school for. Finally using the degree that I've got. That's usually a good Shwing. thing. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Um, I got a couple of uh, Black Friday shopping done. If I do say so myself, new PlayStation controller, like 35 bucks, something like that. Yes, I'm gonna be, my thumbs like are going to be on points. Yeah, they're like 60. Like a new game. So, yes, mine, mine, mine was doing good. Anyone hear any Black Friday, crazy Black Friday stories? Ooh. No? I saw so many videos in social media <laughs> of just people like running over just running like just getting out the way just throwing elbows through just crowd surfing it's like that for people episode. Oh, God, that's ridiculous. it was rough in the electronics department yeah it was it was busy as all get out in the electronics department you start kind of meandering into the other areas not so bad a bunch of idiot teenagers playing in the toy aisles that you kind of have to work your way through but oh that's just normal yeah, but <laughs> oh, had to bring them, you know? retail yeah. workers, my heart goes out to you. I'm so sorry for all the stuff that happened. Oh man, can only imagine. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now, our topic for today is hashtag movements. Um, now, for those of you viewers who are watching that don't know what hashtag movements are, they're basically just protests, rallies, gatherings of people that is backed up by social media. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to start with some news. Jeremy, hit it! What am I supposed to do? News! News! <laughs> news! 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 
right. In news, Fidel Castro passed a way, which has been sending a lot of mixed messages uh, to a lot of different people, um, especially people from Cuba. Um, are you guys aware of who Fidel Castro is? Yes, the yeah. Cuban Missile Crisis. Yes. Um, so he actually survived 50 attempts on his life. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to go through life, someone trying to times. kill you 50 well, times? 50 can't even say Well, that. how many dudes are out there that look just like him that have died? <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. Just like Osama bin Laden. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dude, he was 90, I think, when he passed 90, away. 90. That's crazy. Yeah. If I was 90 and people were trying to kill me and I was 90? Gangster. Yeah, I would leave like a, yeah, I'm a G. Yeah, you guys had nothing on me. Thug life. I am your host, D. Adonis, sitting here with special guests, Dave Kempa, a journalist who reports for Sacramento News and Review and Comstock's magazine and is a professor of journalism. How's it going today? Good. How are you? Doing okay, man. I can't complain. How was your Thanksgiving? It was nice. Uh, went out to Nashville um, with a bunch of family. Uh, sort of a lot of red state, blue state yes. intermingling, and it ended Fine. up okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. I felt like it did not turn that way out for a lot of people. I am astounded how it <laughs> happened. I don't know. Um, I think it's because all of, all of my cousins uh, seem to have kids, you know, that are between ages newborn and eight, mm-hmm. so the focus was on the babies. And, Smart. Yeah. So anytime you need to solve your problems, have kids. Mm-hmm. Solves all the problems. Or have your cousins have kids. <laughs> or have your cousins have kids. Um, but yes, but the topic for today that we're going to be talking about is hashtag movements. Um, hashtag movements are anything that do with protesting that has a media background uh, backing it up. Um, and Kimpa, you actually um, had some experience in protesting yourself. Yeah. Uh, so a little go-getter. Uh, Directly after grad school, I moved to New York, um, and I worked for Thomson Reuters, sort of covering, I edited an internal newsletter on, like, global markets and all those things. Yes. Um, But a turn of events sort of took place where I started wondering who I was helping, you know, the old journalism adage, comfort the afflicted, afflict the comfortable, it felt like I was doing the reverse. Yes. and there was sort of a, an aha moment there when my, my mom actually lost her home to foreclosure. And around that time, there were some protesters sort of forming down around Zuccotti Park in Manhattan. Um, and, you know, one thing led to another, and I ended up in Occupy Wall Street. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So you dabble a little bit. You got your hand in it. I've had, yeah. <laughs> now, we are a generation that grew up on Pokemon and Spongebob, and now we're trying to change the world. Does this scare you? No. <laughs> Why not? There's crazy people out there. There are crazy people yes. out there. It, there's a lot of confusion at this time, too. You know, there are, are, we, we've seen that, you know, the, the younger people, 35 and younger, their primary resource for news uh, is Facebook, exactly, which yeah. isn't in and of itself a news outlet, right? It's, it's a platform for social media, for user-generated content. Um, so there's this big challenge that I think we've seen, particularly after the election, of you know, what that I'm reading on my, on my news feed on Facebook or on my timeline on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. is real and what is not, and you know, how do I parse through it all? How do I become the most informed person I can be? 
exactly. So it's kind of like a responsibility for us to kind of fact check um, the stories on Facebook because a lot of the time, unfortunately, they can be false. Yeah. Um, they can be made up. Um, so but, I guess I'll say maybe it's a little scary. Yeah. You know, just because we haven't figured it out yet. And, and Internet is still Internet. The Internet, uh, the interweb is still in sort of this space of um, like a Wild West phase. It's only been around for 20 years. And we're really figuring out how it works and how it interacts with, um, you know, the marketplace of ideas and mm-hmm. in public discourse. First impressions. How do you guys feel? There's, there's obviously a list of, of protests going on right now. What are your guys' first impressions? about these protests. I'm gonna let John take it away. You want me to take it? Yeah, go ahead, man. Well, I believe it's a great exercise of your First Amendment. However, I really feel that people need to have a long-term aim at what they're shooting for with these protests. Instead of going and attacking individuals, let's just say Trump, for example, they should attack the issues, for example, the issues with racism, xenophobia, Islamophobia, because in the end, President Trump won't be President Trump, and if these things are ongoing and it's an issue, that, that power is going to die as soon as he, he, he's, he's out of his presidency. So I really feel like people need to be focusing on the issue and be rallying with a purpose instead of out of really emotion. I get it, it's uh, emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't agree with uh, you know, Trump being president, but um, I really feel like they need to have an end goal in state yeah. and now- figure it out. That definitely resonates with me because I've had a lot of conversations with people that are saying, hey, are, are we, as millennials, are we whiners? Mm-hmm. We don't get our way. We're in that trophy kind of mentality where everyone gets trophy and we're sitting here thinking like, uh, are we upset because we didn't get our trophy? We didn't get what we want? Are we just complaining? Jeremy! I don't think we're just Complaining, and I don't think it's as much as you would like to admit it. Um, we're not the only ones protesting. You got to think about it like that. You got absolutely right. Iran protesting. You got China protesting. You got India Russia. protesting against Iran. You got Japan protesting against India. You got Germany protesting against us. Don't quote me on all of that. It could be backwards, or everybody just protesting against everyone. Really, that's what it boils down to. <laughs> Are we taking away too much attention from important topics like how Kanye West is Kanye West? Right. Like, how is it, like, is it too much focused in on this or is this really that important? Is it, are we a bunch of whiners? Are millennials a bunch of whiners and we're just upset trying to find an excuse to get out of class, to not go to class? You know what I mean? Like, I think... I think young people are rabble rousers, and, and I think that's a great thing. Um, you know, questioning authority, it's, first of all, it's what journalists should be doing in the first place, and um, it's really a quality that so many of us um, really need to, to kind of harvest and, and embrace. Um, so I love it. I love it when I see it. Um, I, I love people out there, you know, pushing those in power on, on what's right and what, what might not be right. Now... Chris, you did you opt to vote? I did go. You vote, did yes. vote. Um, 
I know that I, I believe. Is it okay if I say who? I think you said you voted for Gary Johnson. I did. Yes. Voted for Gary Johnson. High five. <laughs> now, coming from a person who didn't vote in um, our current, you know, president elect, how do you feel about these protests? Protests are always going to be there. They really are. I mean, they've they've been a part of history for, I mean, Tiananmen Square, the civil rights movements with Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. um, they're always going to be there. So to ask if we're more whiny or the millennial generation is more whiny, I don't think so. I think that there's just as many protests going on now. Um, my concern is the level of violence that it is starting to increase to. There's, there's protests, and then there's peaceful protests, and then there's rioting. And mm -hmm. in some of these protests, I, I think they're actually starting to... Um, lose their message because the media isn't focusing on what the message is about. It's focusing on, oh, these people looted at McDonald's, these people stole these big screen TVs and protest because Trump's president or Hillary didn't win or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever their personal protest is, um, or they're blocking traffic. They're, they weren't reporting on what these people are blocking traffic for. Honestly, I don't know what they're blocking traffic for. I know that they're blocking traffic and they're making people <laughs> late for work. That's my concern. So, so somewhere in there, I think that their message is actually getting lost. We live in a time where we kind of see both extremes, where we see a protest where I highly believe that is going way above what, what protesters should be doing, and that would be with the Trump protests, where there are people who are getting violence um, that are taking part of these protests that turn them potentially into riots. Um, and then on the other side, we have Standing Rock. Have you guys heard of that? Yes. Standing Rock, where um, the Dakota pipeline, where people are fighting to um, not have the pipeline built through um, Indian uh, reservations where there's excessive police force against peaceful protesters. Yeah. So we're living in this time where we can physically see how both sides can get it absolutely wrong. What do you guys consider to be the right way to protest, the peaceful way to protest? I think the Standing Rock people honestly have it right. The downside to it though right now is because there are so many riots there are so many protests that are turning into riots the the police protection that is going to be at pretty much every protest is going to be itchy trigger finger and they're but where are they going to riot though they're in the middle of nowhere that's the craziest <laughs> thing right, about I it they're in the middle of fields trying to prevent you know the world from screwing up the yeah. earth any more than it is. It is by all means probably the most purest freaking protest that is going on right now. But yet they are overly protective over them from doing what they can't. There's no stores really, and all the pictures you see is just a field, mm -hmm. just but it's, a lonely, lonely yes. field that just wants to be left alone. I would argue with that. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right that they need to leave the Indian reservations. So then it would be the police that are more there rioting. Yes, yeah. I, we absolutely yeah. agree. Police, let me state something. If, I, if no one knows where my stance on this, the police have absolutely no right to be used as a, a private security to remove people from their own land. For the government to do illegal shit. Yes, exactly. I, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so let's get away from 
super serious issues right now. Loosen up some tension, get a little bit of loosey-goosey. Um, with this next segment that we call Boxing Out, where we take two subjects and we say who would win in a boxing match between. John, I'm going to start with you, okay? All right. If you had to protest one, who would win in this boxing match, okay? Between a new Michael Bay reboot versus a Keeping Up with the Kardashian movie. What was the first one? <laughs> a new Michael Bay reboot movie. Michael Bay reboot. Like he did Transformers, he did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, and then the other was Keeping Up with the Kardashians. A Keeping Up with the Kardashians movie. Oh my God. If you had to pro- protest one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I'm not a big fan of the Kardashians. And so. if they have a movie that just means like Kanye is going to be <laughs> an actor, <laughs> you just gave him the idea. But yeah, you know what? He might come back, and you know, and like you said, things might turn around. So hold on, let me switch this over. So the Kardashian movie, hey, we might see Kanye come out as a gay fish. You know, who knows? Oh, so we might see that. Yeah, never know. Who goes that? Never know. But hey. Yeah, so let's just stick with the uh, <laughs> let's just stick with that. The uh, Kardashians, no thanks. Okay, no, no. okay. No. All right, I'm I'm gonna pass this over to you, Chris. Okay. okay. If you had to pick one to protest, who would win? Netflix expiration dates versus watery Starbucks drinks. You know, I don't really drink the Starbucks drinks very often, so I'm going to go with all protest Netflix expiration dates. I hate that. My I son was that. very upset that Peabody and Sherman is no longer on Netflix. <laughs> and he cannot explain to a three-year-old that Peabody and Sherman is no longer on Netflix. <laughs> I was heard the same way with Shango. Yeah. Oh, my God. You took that off? You just ruined my day. <laughs> We're gonna buy it. We're gonna go watch that. Oh my gosh, man! That ruins our night, Jeremy. Thanks. Pulp Fiction is still on there, though. They can't get rid of it. That's a perennial. That's never going anywhere. (laughs) Jeremy. Yeah. If you had to protest one thing between one percent cell phone batteries versus rush hour, I know. I would protest honestly. One percent cell phone battery. In rush hour. That's what <laughs> But if I had to choose one, yes, that, that's not pretty. That's not good at all. Oh, rush hour. He said you would do rush hour? He's like, oh, all that. No, honestly, now you got to protest the, the 1% battery because if you're in rush hour, you don't want 1% battery. You just don't want that. I don't mind being in rush if I As long as I got a full battery, give me 10%. You can get about 10 songs out of it. I think this question would go the absolute opposite way if we're like in Los Angeles. I think it would just people would just be like, "No way, not dealing with rush hour." Hey, Chicago. Chicago. I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll take rush hour for one battery. <laughs> I, I've got a charger in my car. Yep. Fair enough. Who did I ask last time? Who's missing? You have to ask, right? No, you just asked. Yeah. I just asked you. Yeah. Asked you. Go me again. The second one. Who didn't get the second one? I didn't. No one's got the second one. Oh, no one's got the second one yet. Round two, brother. Right, round two. Yes. John. If you had a protest between socks for Christmas versus hangovers, Ooh. I know mm. we're getting deep today. Mm. Uh, this is a no-brainer because I always need socks. <laughs> so, um, really? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Real, though, so yeah, the latter. Okay. Unwrap, unwrap that present. Yay, socks! You'd yeah. probably be the only person I know who's excited about socks for you Christmas. You know what? Unless they're like just regular white Fruit of the Loom, then eh. But if they're like something cool like Smart Wool, hey, you know what? Being in the military, you, you want to have some happy feet, okay? You learn to appreciate so, a good pair of socks, so. Fair I'll enough. Take them. Fair I think I know what I'm going to do for Christmas. <laughs> Make sure they're uh, like, like ugly. All right. Like, Last one, who wants it? I'll take it. Okay. Do you want it? It doesn't matter. You both answer this. Okay. okay. If you had to pick between what you would protest, parking tickets versus non-answered texts. Never had a parking ticket before. I will protest the non-answered texts. I hate when people don't text me back. What's worse, what, what's worse is when someone texts you and you respond and then nothing. And it's a Facebook cliche, but it's like, did you get so excited that you just threw the phone away? I hate, you know what I hate even more? I text someone and then I get the three dots out there about to text me back, never answer. The text, the text, <laughs> bubble. See, the text bubbles that. pop up. That's an that. iPhone thing, by the way. Yes. Oh, that's so terrible. We don't talk to green bubbles. Ew. Ew. No, gross. Ew. Ugh. Ew. Ugh. Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, see, I'm kind of guilty of that, though. I will. You asshole. I do, though, and I'm sure I've done it to you plenty of times. Probably. I, I get busy. You know, um, life happens. I'm, I'm sorry. Don't make the little bumps. Sometimes I'll be thinking of something clever, and then I forget. And then you lose your cleverness? I, 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 it disappears, and i got to go get it back. I oh, mean, geez. I'd have to, honestly, yeah, protest the parking tickets, man, because I ain't just park anywhere. Like, eh, I don't need to pay that meter today. What do you feel are the best practices for a protest? Well, if you are going to protest, say... If I wanted to start a movement, okay? I don't have any simple answers for you. you know what <laughs> it's complicated. We're, right. we're mixing it up today. Okay. It me... depends on what kind of protester you are, right? Yes. It, they they want to make it so, you know, the average person who sort of agrees with them, but like, you know, goes throughout their day and, and they're not bothered by it, mm-hmm. that they're bothered a little bit. You know, when they go out and they march on the Tower Bridge, mm-hmm. right? And they hold up traffic for 30 minutes. Oh, God. You know. It's frustrating those, those rich West Sac people. Yeah, but at the it same is. time, it's that's what's getting them headlines, and that yeah. and like it's it's forcing the issue that they want to talk about into the papers. Um, so I have no right answer. I don't know if it's you know let's let's look at um, the young guy who who hit the mayor in the fa- face. Oh God! Oh this, yes. Okay. Um, yes. Vanderwood, I think his name is. Okay. Um, now there's all this talk over um, you know. Him assaulting the mayor, right? That that hitting him in the face with the pie is assault. Yes. There's talk over the mayor punching him in the face. Is that assault? Um, there's also talk over was this just you know some sort of comedic mm-hmm. clownish like you know form I, of I civil think, disobedience. I think I draw the line on assault with a deadly pie. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> in that instance. Yes. Um, you know he did that. There was all this talk about you know just him doing that in that instance, but. He took this platform to talk about homelessness in our region, the mm-hmm. fact that the mayor has not addressed homelessness to many people's liking um, and focused a lot more on sort of the development of our downtown area, the development mm-hmm. of this arena. And he's utilized sort of this, this 
unorthodox tactic that I think a lot of people find off-putting to, to start us talking about this other thing. So do I think it's right? I don't want to say yes or no, um, but it, it definitely gets us talking, right? In the next segment, let's go ahead and start to wrap this up, guys, with our last segment called Keeping Tabs, where we talk about all of your messages that you have sent to us at wwmpodcast at gmail.com. This one right here is from Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. All right, she writes, Dear WWM crew, I've seen a lot of millennials not be able to keep their attention when I'm speaking to them. What is the best way to get their attention? Jenny. Anyone have any suggestions? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> get off your f***ing phone and look me in the face and talk to me, okay? I've had many experiences where I'm out on a date or even with friends. I do it too sometimes, all right? I'm not going to lie. Ooh, they're on the phone. And I really, honestly, I feel like, because uh, I'm, I'm guilty too, I really feel like the phones, the devices we have, mostly our phones. Yes. Is we get sucked into them and it becomes a habit and it, become, it, it essentially could become addicting, okay? And you just kind of get into this, this routine where you're just on autopilot. So you just, oh, oh, oh. I just, I, and I feel like you can't keep your attention on a real human mm-hmm. being in a real social situation. So what is the best way to get around someone who does that? Um, I, I couldn't tell you. You know what I mean? If they're going to be distracted, it's like, you know, you're trying to teach a dog a tricks and it's, oh, squirrel. <laughs> you know, you can't, I don't know, give them some Adderall, maybe. <laughs> you just, you know, just smack it out okay, the head. Okay, come on, guys. Just smack the phone out the head. That's all you got to do. After, if someone, the same person got their yes. phone smacked out their hand three or four times. <laughs> They might get the mask. You're like, huh? After having to get it replaced by three, four, five different times, they might not do it. No they more. might Everybody be like, hey, this is a few broken phones. Yeah, this is not working for me. Maybe I should switch or, it up. Or in reality, you, they may not even know that they're not listening to you. You may want to address the issue to them and let them know because they may not be cognitive about it. So say, hey, you're not paying attention to me. You know, you really like to space off all the time. Did you know that you're doing that? Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they don't know. So that might be something to address. So in other words, what you're saying, John, is don't smack the phone, oh, smack God. the person. <laughs> yes. Chris, how would, you, how would you get to a millennial if they're easily distracted? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I like to go out to eat with my friends a lot. And I'm broke as hell. I'm broke as hell. Most of my friends are broke as hell. Um, my best friend and I got to that point where we were on our phones and not conversating with each other when we were eating. So we set the phones down, and whoever picks the phone up first pays for dinner. Ah, so nice. if you've got a group of four or five friends, all of a sudden you've got this skyrocketed hundred-some-odd-dollar bill. Whoever picks up the phone first, you, I, ho- I hope you got the money to cover that, and we actually can hold conversations because mm-hmm. ain't no one want to pay that bill. Good. Um, if no one picks up their phone, you take your own tap. But the minute someone picks up their phone... That's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. And I've had to pay for dinner before because I've had to answer work text <laughs> messages before. And it was either that or get an earful from my boss. And I figure $50 dinner is better than the earful from my boss. I like that game. We should play that sometime. Um, I, that's not fair. I got a kid, man. Yeah, okay. I would think that we are, this generation grew up on, we have such short attention spans. <laughs> so, so short attention spans. Uh, yeah. Really, Wait, really that? short Short attention spans. Oh, okay. Okay. 
We have Good. short attention spans, um, and kids nowadays are growing up with phones in their hands, tablets in front of them, and we have to be entertained. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but we have to be entertained in order to engage us. So me being in sales, if I was to see a millennial approach me that I'm trying to sell something to, first I would try to relate to them first by finding out what their interests are. If they're super on their cell phone, I'd try to steer something of what I'm selling to their cell phone. So then that way it can get their attention. Um, if I'm selling, I don't know, selling purses, I'd be like, hey, did you know that there's a new purse buying app that you can buy purses? Let me show you some of the things that you can actually get online on your phone. You should just tell them there's a purse that charges your phone. They are those too. That That would be awesome. TM, 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 TM. Nope, I saw that Sears. Damn it. I saw that Sears. Damn it, Sears. Always get the. This one is from Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. What's up, Sarah? Hello, Sarah. Dear WWM crew, what age do you have to be to be a millennial? Sarah. Well, how old are you, Sarah? I think that's everybody's question. That is everyone's question. We get that a lot. Every place we go. We do. Um, I know. I I believe it's a 20-year gap from a certain year, but I know my sister is a millennial. mm -hmm. She's seven years below me, and I don't know how old you guys are. Yeah. But I know we're all millennials, (laughs) and we're all some are older and younger than others. I actually fall right in that gap where... Are you the I, X I generation? Be, I'm, I'm, I'm 35 years old. I'm somewhere between X and millennial. Okay. There are certain things where someone say, oh, yeah, you're definitely a millennial. But right. then there are other things where it's just like, oh, no, you're, you're Gen X. And mm-hmm. I'm right there on that, on that cusp. Yes. So what do you associate yourself more with? I hang out with more 20-year-olds. Okay. 20-somethings. So okay. I, I, would, I would say, although I can't hold a conversation with people who are older than I am, I, there are times when I feel intimidated by the Gen Xers. So I would mm-hmm. say that I'm probably associate more with with the millennials and let me add something to that is that the younger i don't know okay i don't know what you'd consider like us the beginning of the millennial generation mm-hmm. the i guess the nose in and then the tail end of the younger kids the 90s kids and they're they're they were completely immersed in the technological era era you know what i mean they grew up with all this they grew up with a tablet in their hand that well, maybe not with a tablet in their hand but if you talk to some of these kids and i'm referring to just kids because i'm 30, I'm kind of old, but uh, they're they're not like my group. I don't I don't know about like who you hang out with, but some of the stuff they talk about is just like yeah, that's something I didn't do back when I was your age, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are millennial millennials as well. Did, did you have a well? What do you consider a millennial? You know, I've been trying to find a good way to define or specifically categorize mm-hmm. it. I would say what I feel should be the proper definition of a millennial is anyone that grew up with a video game in their house. That's what I feel a true millennial should be. Yes. Because you can separate that. Those that didn't have a video game in the house had to go to arcades to have video games. Pac-Man. Anyone that plays video games in-house now more or less can relate to each other. Street Fighter. Would you consider someone who never played video games... Not a millennial then? No. Yeah. <laughs> so are you putting people who were born in the seventies in the millennial group being mean because no. they had Atari? But, but here's what you go to an arcade at the same time. 
I went to, I went to, I went to an arcade when the Super Nintendo, hell, yeah. I'm still going to an arcade in the late 90s. All right. So this is what I consider to be a millennial. Um, the mil- a millennial is supposed to be someone who grew up in the millennium, which would be the year 2000s, right? So I consider, my own definition would be to consider someone who is, is not 18 before the year 2000. So that would mean they would have to be born between 1982 to 2009. Mm-hmm. And that's what I consider what a millennial is. So, Sarah, to answer your question, that is what I consider a millennial to be. Someone who was born between um, 1982 to 2009. But um, I think we're going to go ahead and start wrapping things up here. Um, if you guys have any questions that you want asked, feel free to write us at wwmpodcast.com at gmail.com um, but as always this has been fun guys anyone have any uh, last things any uh, peace out to anybody that's a wrap alright thanks guys we will catch you guys later bye